0: something else. Episode 71, Sleep Deprived. And tonight we are picking up our Black Business Series again. And tonight we have the CEO of Icon Global and best-selling author, Mr. Elijah Shaw, in the house tonight.
1: Yeah. Welcome, Elijah. Gentlemen, Welcome gentlemen, home. gentlemen.
0: Glad you can sit here back. tonight. Uh, you know you're a busy man. And uh, look, as always, we
1: appreciate any time that we get for anybody that joins us on the show. That's what's up. But your family and the rest of you guys, you're now extended family. So let's do it. All right.
2: Let's go. CB, what's good with you, brother? Uh, Well, I appreciate you guys for picking up my slack last week. Um, You know, uh, I had a wedding prep for my brother's wedding that was this past Saturday. So um, it's been kind of a whirlwind and it's been kind of wild this week because we had uh, people coming into town and stuff last week, even though it was a reduced size wedding due to COVID and everything. But you still just had that kind of atmosphere that, yo, there's about to have like be a party basically coming up. And, you know, there's a lot of anticipation basically all last week. And this week, it's been the exact opposite of that for the most part. So, you know,
0: everything went off uh, without a hitch. Everything was good.
2: Yeah, everything was good. Um, you know, both of them said I do. Uh, they're currently uh, <laughs> morning. Yes. That's important. <laughs> Incredibly exactly. important. Um, so they're, they're currently in, uh, Cancun, I think for the honeymoon, like one of the few places that are still taking our passports, you know, coming out of the U.S. So, um, they're, I, and I think they took their, like the weather, the the good weather that we had had last week. I think they took that with them because, you know, it's been kind of rainy over here these last couple days. (laughs) Got
3: you. e Rich, what's good? Ah, man, man. How y'all fellas doing, man? Just, you know, another week. Glad to be on here, um, and it's, you know, maybe uh, CB, maybe they can bring some of that weather over to the west, because we got that little cold spell, you know, anything below 65 out here is cold. <laughs> Blood got used to this cold, you know, to this weather now, so, you know, uh, y'all can keep that winter out there, but other than that, man, I'm excited for the show, and uh, yeah, man, we here.
4: Superfly. Dang dong, the witch is dead. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm good, man. <laughs> Bre- breathe a little bit easier on Saturday, Sunday. You know Air a
0: little fresher.
4: Yeah, you know, it's a little lighter. It ain't over. You know what I'm saying? We still we still gonna struggle, but you know, it's, I'm 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 doing good. I'm doing good.
0: All right. Well, that that leads us uh, into the let's wrap. Ah, so let's start off with that. Last week we were here. We hadn't had a we didn't have a president yet. Uh the the numbers were leading a certain way, but there was still no definitive answer. And I think I even gave you 10 reasons why I didn't trust 2020, because 2020 has been known to pull a fast one on you this year. So but after it's like they said, watching the um a pot never boils or whatever. I watched yeah. all the way up until Saturday morning and then I was like, I can't do this. I went out for a walk. This is a four mile walk to clear my mind. I come back and big bold letters on the TV, Joe Biden, president elect. I was like, that's what I get for just spending 72 (laughs)
4: hours. Exactly, (laughs) staring (laughs) at the (laughs)
0: television. (laughs) I mean, we saw it coming, but again, it was still, I mean, according to the current president, it's not over by far, uh, and he is yet to concede. Uh, he, which at this point he probably won't, but I, I think at a certain point the the numbers aren't going to lie to you, and the plan is in action already. I mean, mm-hmm. Biden is putting his staff together. They've got this uh, COVID uh, task force underway. The cabinet is getting ready to be picked. It's, what are you going to do? You're going to just sit there and tie it, and chain yourself to the pillars of the White House when they when it's time to move in? Mm-hmm. But like I, I feel you, super fly like. Uh, a breath of fresh air, it, it may not be the, the perfect answer for everything that's going on in the world, but at least it's-
4: It's a, a, step, break- a step in a different direction, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. it, and look, Saturday was good for a day, and then one, uh,
0: Sunday, we got the word that Alex Trebek passed away, and I just wanna, before we go too far into the show, I just wanna say, man, I, what a loss, I mean, it kind of got quiet from him for a while, and that's never good when you, you know somebody, what they're dealing with in their forefront a lot of times. And when they just go quiet and silent and you don't hear any updates, mm. never it's never a, a good thing. Right. But I want to shout out to Alex Trebek because Jeopardy is one of my favorite shows. Interesting to see where they go from, from here and who's the next host. But uh, but back to the back to the election. It's just, again, a bright spot. I feel good. And we have our first woman of color and first woman vice president. And look, whether you agree with a lot of her things or disagree, this is this is a change that's happening.
4: Yeah. Symbols matter, man. I think you've seen, you saw what happened at, after Obama was president for eight years. Sim- symbols matter. You know, like, like my kids, I always think about them because like my my daughter came into this world in 2010 and like so she didn't see anything other than a black president for a while and now she's seeing a woman president like to see that in her lifetime when you know what i mean i was a child i never thought i would see either one of those things in my lifetime at all you know what i'm saying so it's a there's they're getting a completely different you know viewpoint on what's possible and that's that's excellent
0: going through our, our comments I don't know if you, you may have missed your radio check.
4: Yo,
1: I'm seeing some of these comments, so I'm just I'm staying quiet, <laughs> but I'm seeing them. <laughs> Not missing anything.
0: Um, so let's just go into something that's still here is uh, coronavirus, and I don't know. I know E, you hit me the other day saying, "What is Maryland doing?" But well, we're going back into phase one slowly but surely. That's what's getting ready to happen, uh, which I think. Is necessary because people have lost their damn minds out here. And I'm like, people act like Corona what? I saw people doing the Cupid slash Corona shuffle in the streets on Black Lives Matter Plaza. I'm seeing like all these parties, like no masks. Like we are still in 2020. I mean, people are still dying and the numbers still are soaring. And so now things in Maryland and PG County are going down to 25%. Uh, I think max capacity certain places of ten people. Look, whether people like it or not, I mean, to get ahead of this thing or do the right, take the right steps, I think we have to dial it back a little bit and remind people still are in pandemic. You're not just sitting at home on vacation. You're not going, you know.
4: Yeah, I totally agree, man. That's the right call. I'm, I'm glad they're being proactive and trying to get ahead of it and being a little bit extreme going into the holiday season. So to me, it's the right thing to do.
1: Elijah, what are they doing where you're at? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I agree with what you said in terms of uh, people need to take it seriously. Um, you know, you can believe science, or you can't, you know, you disbelieve science. But I mean, there people that are getting sick. There's people that's catching it. There's people that's dying. And so from a risk mitigation standpoint, I want to be as safe as possible and, and not catch it. So I got to be smart. And, um, you know, they call it uh, like pandemic fatigue and, you know, people get tired and they want to go out and they want to go shopping and all of those things great up until, you know, you get sick or your loved one gets sick, you know, and or they got to go into real stringent measures like you mentioned that you might be going back to phase one over there. So nobody wants that. And I think um, I think people thought, you know, new election, the light bulb was—I mean, the switch is going to flick, and you know and then everything was going to be fine. But that's not the case. And particularly as we go into winter, we got to be smart. So um, it's interesting to see how this plays out. But um, I, I think people are going to—they might not have a choice, but they're going to get smarter and get more educated on it, just because it's not going away.
0: Exactly. He started with the Larry Hogan, our, our governor, started with restaurants. So it's almost like a uh, the warning call, the warning sign. He, he's going to bars people drinking and hanging out that's one of the number one spots I'm starting here next is probably going to be gyms mm. anything where people can gather and slowly but surely he''s, he's going to dial it back and look people again people are gonna be mad but at the end these numbers need to go down because we're going into a dark winter and no one wants to be sitting in the house all of 2021 and not not knowing what 2022 is gonna be so get ahead of it don't exactly.
3: Yeah, don't 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 take don't if if you don't do one thing, don't do what we doing out here in Cali because we ain't figured it out yet. Cause yeah, you know, we stay in the red. It, it's you know I don't know. I, again, it's it's such a large state, and you realize by county by county, you can see how they they're taking um, advantage of you know doing the right thing and things of that nature. But kind of like Elijah said, that that fatigue of being in the house for so long, and then you had you know the the baseball, you know. Uh, got World Series was you know the Dodgers you had the Lakers winning so you you not combat all of that time where you probably were in the house to that moment of there's that extra incentive to go out and it just it just went all over the place and to be honest with you man I, whatever the rest of the country does California does the opposite and then we to be in
4: the new Florida in, but,
3: <laughs> you know, again you know like they call it the big states if you look at it you know Cali Texas Florida all the states that you would think that would that should have they stuck together because it's more of a loss financially on that side of us not you know taking advantage of what we should be doing to get everything done and you know on the flip side of knowing you know healthcare people like they just in there and you talk about fatigue on that side like you know they just automatically like y'all still don't get it and we tapped out and we ain't even seen nothing yet like we haven't we just now getting into winter and not Mm -hmm. even See like
2: <laughs> a, a a a scratch of what's gonna happen wintertime. Exactly. It's killing me because people don't want to be stuck at home. But maybe if they stayed home a little bit more up to this point, wouldn't have to go through all this stuff again. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where uh, we're still kind of at fault ourselves here, right? It's not like we're being told to stay home because people have been staying home and staying safe. You know, numbers are going back up because people are interacting and, you know, the allowing it to spread. So we gotta cut that back.
0: Right. And Thanksgiving's coming. That too, that part too, right? Right, right. Um, so moving on. Uh this picture right here, the next one, uh saw this pop up on Facebook of Mike Tyson. First of all, it's a great shot coming from you know the the pitcher aspect of it, Mike in the shadows. But I saw some more training footage of this guy, and he's not he's he's not taking this thing lightly with Roy Jones. He's going in to knock Roy's head off first round, get it over with, and the possible to prove that he can still go at it and make. I think this is going to probably try to set up another fight somewhere with somebody else. But it's it's what one of the bright spots we got coming up. What is it? I believe it's this month. It's in a couple of weeks. And I, I don't know what Roy was thinking. Roy at this point doesn't know what he was thinking. <laughs> but it's it's gonna be it's a payday. And somewhere deep down, Roy thinks he can win. And wait,
1: wait, hold on. Do You believe that? No, absolutely. No, no, no. Do you believe that he thinks he can win? I think Roy thinks he can win. I mean, why? Why I take
0: it? Well, I mean, I because deep down, I think Roy thinks he's going. He can win, but. Surface level, Mike is going to go in, and he's going to destroy. He's showing you that he's going to destroy. He's not taking this lightly. <laughs> but I will be watching. I Think, did they switch it to pay per view yet? CB, you know,
2: I haven't seen anything. All but right, got to be. Uh, well, you know, we'll be keeping our eyes peeled for that.
0: Yeah, uh, my man uh, Shep Smith on uh, Facebook says, "I feel sorry for Roy Jones." Yeah, we we all do. We all, We all do. I mean, I don't know what the payout is.
3: But it it is ain't worth it whatever it is. What you say? It ain't worth it, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, we, when we were kids and we was having that like, oh like I take, you know, would you take a punch from Mike for like a million dollars? The answer was always hell no. And it's still hell no to this day. Like he's even more dangerous now than I think he was like probably like later on. Cause he's he's got a clear head. Not only that, but he like I said, he figured it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that he said in I think one of the interview, he said, I literally have to remove myself from my family because they won't like where I go to get ready for this fight. First, if you have to go there. (laughs) Yeah, what's more
4: dangerous than self-aware Mike Tyson? Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
3: okay. right. Hey, what what was what was the uh the boxer that, that stepped in the ring and then like as soon as the, the bell rang step back out? That, that's
2: <laughs> right. That's, that's what's gonna be. be
3: and then get right I, back out, and walk out. That's it.
0: E from OT show said uh it's on pay-per-view, so you know out I'll, I'll be watching regardless.
2: I'm tuning so, in. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, this last last quick let's wrap. Uh, that's a picture of the PS5, I believe. Uh, to be honest, I, I haven't been following the games like that, even though, because I just know I can't afford a new one right now, even though I would like one. But, it, it's just going to sit on the shelf, um, but it's good to have. But I was watching a YouTube video, and then I guess they rolled out the early demos of them to people, and the guy was demoing live on YouTube, and it burnt out on him. Oh, no. Like it, it shut down, Ouch. wouldn't come back on, and we're talking about a $300, dollars system. And that's one thing about these games. I never, never go with the first run of these game systems because back then would have had the, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty had the fan issue, right? Internal cooler right. issue and games were redlining and, and people spent paying 300, $400 for these games just for it to burn out. And so maybe second, third batch, depending on the reviews of them, I might try to put my hand in, you know, in the basket to get one, but right now it's not worth it. So that's,
2: People are having probably... a heck of a time trying to get them too, which is hilarious. StockX is selling them, right. you dude. See that? Every like sneaker shops are selling them. Like uh, Kicks Up for too. Us, which is down in Tampa. What's the markup
4: really? going on StockX? You know, like
2: uh, twelve hundred. Ridiculous. <laughs> Stop it. Twelve hundred. In the Sorry, group thinking, chat right before, someone someone has one. One of the homies has one. And one of our other friends was trying to get them. And they keep not being able to get through. And he was like, I'll sell you mine for 700 which is still like half of what you can find on eBay, which is silly.
0: Oh. Nope. Nope. I'll wait. All right, y'all. Superfly, you ready?
2: Oh, let's go. Go. Yeah, so there. everybody's
0: watching so, we have our segment, Five Minutes of songs. Super, uh Superfly is going to play five minutes. Is gonna every, all the songs together are going to come up with a common theme. See if you can guess the theme in the chats. Put everything you get in the chats. Let me know. Superfly, you're ready. good job. Superfly. Good job. Yeah, that um,
1: took me yeah. back. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, <laughs> that was for a good real. time right there. Uh, a lot of people, well, a lot of people threw in the guests in their comments. We had Missy, we had Missy Productions. Missy uh, writing versus the stuff she produced. Um,
4: I, I think that. Yeah, I think y'all all all right on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up, man. Thank you for that super fly. Music is always good for the soul,
3: especially the '90s music.
0: Exactly, exactly. Let's get let's get to it. All right, y'all. Black business series. We back Uh, again. If you just joined us. We wanna welcome Mr. Elijah Shaw, CEO of Icon Global and best-selling author. So let's, let's plug the book real quick. Celebrity Protection right. and Touring, A Guide to Mastering the Business of VIP Security. We wanna welcome Elijah to the show. Thank so first of all, you. again, thank you for joining us tonight.
1: Man, I appreciate it, man. This is fun and I, I really dig you guys' format. So I think it's got legs and, um, in, in terms of like, you know, exploring, you know, uh, serious topics and things that are, you know, pop culture. Like that's a really good blend. So thanks for having me on here. And I got to tell you, I'm, I got the comment section on the side here. The, the people commenting are hilarious, bro. Like I don't down. know. <laughs> yeah, for real. So and I'm you got start. pineapple in here, so
0: yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he's 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 a he's a regular. Got it. <laughs> um. So my first my first question is, um
1: how how is COVID affected business um i mean you know just like everything i mean you know the pandemic has has you know touched the whole globe um a lot of businesses have been affected a lot of individuals have been affected in terms of my industry which is the executive protection industry it's it's definitely had an impact um the sector that I spend most of my time in is working with celebrities and so you know whether you are an actor who is um trying to do a film you know production is grinded to a halt, which is is just now starting. They're trying to pick back up and do some things. Um, or you're a musician, at which point you guys know that you know where musicians are making the majority of money these days uh isn't album sales, it's in touring. And you know, touring is almost non-existent globally. And so uh so that that affects it because people in my profession spend a lot of time interacting with these types of artists that are making working in these in these areas. And so if they're not getting the work, uh, then then we're not getting the work in a lot of those cases. Um, you know, and it's allowed us to kind of pivot, explore new opportunities, new endeavors, which again, I think the whole world needs to do, look at things outside of just your immediate circle and say, okay, with the talents that I have, what can I do? And that's one of the reasons that kind of dovetail, I wrote the book before the pandemic hit. But I'm damn sure glad I wrote it because, you know, (laughs) I open up the mailbox and there's a royalty check in there. So I like that.
4: Nice. Nice. Has your, has your mindset changed on like protocols and things around COVID because like, you know, with protection, you know, it's a, it's, it's different when it's a a virus, you know what I mean? That you could take Mm. that home with you and spread it other places. So does that change? You know what I mean? Like some of the, some of the preparation that you do and how you think about that?
1: Absolutely. So, again, you know, because of the sector I spend the most time in, I think of things, uh, you know, from an entertainment, entertainment standpoint in terms of how your clients. And right now the clients are interacting. I mean, are groomed to kind of interact with the public, you know, because the more they can connect with their fans, the more the fans buy into whatever it is that they're selling. Well, you, you can't do that now with, um, with COVID because we've got to have these protocols in place. So for us, for protectors. What we have to do is is really, you know, learn as much as we can, you know, about this virus and then figure out ways to kind of mitigate and, you know, create those that space so that, you know, clients don't become infected. We don't become infected, but at the same time, figure out how they can live their life as normal as possible, which is the thing that we've always done. It's just now we're just trying to modify like you said, for something that's, you know, unseen. Do
0: you? Foresee these protocols even after you know there, there's a, a a cure or vaccine. Do you foresee some of these new protocols sticking to a lot of things that you may you may add to your your
1: package or what you do? Yeah, for sure. Because I think you know one of the things that, that I hope you know if if the people in my industry you know listening uh that take away from this is that we got to make sure that we're doing, we think more to our job than just like standing next to the client. You know what I mean? You see bodyguards on the red carpet or, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you know, entering a car, exiting the car, but a big piece is just the research part. You know, the research and the planning and, and those types of things. And so a lot of what um, I see is us educating ourselves in these areas here. So now think about how much more important, it's not just putting a VIP inside a car or, putting them inside a hotel room is making sure that car is, you know, sterilized, making sure the hotel room uh, is, is clean and wiped down. And so these are these are skills that we're gonna have to, or talents that we're gonna have to make sure that we incorporate into our toolbox and make sure that we educate everybody that's in our circle, you know, the entourage, you know, if, if you're protecting the client and they're doing all the right things, but the people that are in the, the entourage, is you know living wild and crazy, right. and they come back in the immediate circle. I mean, if, you know, just right now we know how the virus is spreading. So, so we have to make sure that again, how we educate the client, how we communicate to the people around us, uh, learning these things ourselves. All those pieces are important.
0: Uh, we got a question uh, from Elena. It says, Mister Shaw, how do you deal with the client that doesn't want to adhere to your protocol? And when, how do you feel about the safety of your team?
1: Yeah. So. You know, the the things that's that's been most effective for me is to present people with the with the information. And so uh, a lot of times, particularly uh, high net worth individuals, they don't like people telling them what to do. They like to feel like they're part of that decision making process. So all I'm trying to do is get you information to help you make that decision. And the information is out there. So I just try and steer you into making the wise choices. And so you can see people making bad choices. I mean, you see like, you guys turn on CNN, you see these guys that's like, yeah, I don't believe in the virus and I don't believe in this, and then they catch it. So, I mean, come on, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, the people who don't believe in it catch it. So, so, you know, so I collect those news articles and these interviews and I show it to the client and I'm saying, hey, look, and then you can see how this impacts your bottom line. And really, you know, the people that have a challenge with it outside of it being an inconvenience they have a challenge because it affects them economically if your business is stopped so that's why they don't want to believe in this i understand that so it's the same thing with these celebrities if if they're not into it they're not into it because it's affecting their pocket right you know if they can't go to the club and get a bag you know they're not trying to hit us right the problem is is that if you can show them like yo if you're if you do this and you get you know, laid up or out of commission or something like that, you can't get that back in the future. And when they see it like that, they're like, ah, okay, I get it. So I spend a lot of time on these calls when they're talking about, you know, these big major production companies that do touring and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make touring work. And, uh, you know, we're going to create it where we're going to check, you know, Live Nation just released some things where they're talking about, they're going to do these COVID checks on your phone. And that's basically going to be, how you get your ticket. You can't buy your ticket until you have your, your COVID vaccine check or something. So these are they're, they're trying to think of all these different ideas to make it work. But the one thing that you know is that if they introduce something and it doesn't work, it's going to set everything back. And so what I'm, it was a long way to answer your question. So how I try and, um, how I try and educate the clients is I show them that the financial impacts in the long term, not the short term, in the long term. And again if you're a high net worth individual, your pockets are a little bit deeper. So if you can just, you know, hold off for right now, then in 6 months, you know, 8 months a year, things might be really better for you and then you you know you can ride that storm and then be be ahead of the be ahead of the game.
0: I had um so I'm kind of torn because I was thinking, you know, when that whatever the new normal will be past this I was thinking, there's no way you can get 20,000 to 40,000 people in a room ever again with what was happening. But then mm-hmm. I'm thinking, nah, because they're going to be there's so people on so many people on the edge that's ready to get out and live what life used to be, like mm-hmm. sitting in restaurants, that you 20,000, I think this is going to fall right back in line. And people are just going to go right back to where we were, not practicing probably some of these good habits that you could they could pick up along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more comment I would say is that I think if when it comes to touring, like tour managers, if they look at what other people are doing right now, like look what the NFL is doing. Like a lot of people are trying to put, like I said, blueprints in place mm-hmm. as far as what can we try. Okay, so we'll try five thousand people in the stadium. You know how does that work out? Or parking? You know we'll do a parking lot tour. Everybody's in, in cars, so mm-hmm. I, I think all these are good ideas. And I think that the smart, the smarter individuals will figure out a way to get these tours going because I miss going to a good show. Hell, I sure. miss going to the movies.
1: Yeah. No, um, I I agree. And and to your last point, there are some really smart people trying to figure this out because of the economics of it, and that's that's what's going to drive it. I mean. Uh, now, the fact that it hasn't happened yet means that it's something serious. Like you know, these multi-million dollar companies—they're not trying to, you know, be empty. You know, with this, you know, all this real estate that they have. You know, you think about the Madison Square Gardens and all of the stuff where they got to pay the rent on these places, right? We're right. talking about our rent. You know, think about these guys. So they're they're trying to pack the house in, and they can't do it. It's just impossible right now. So. um, but I can also tell you that everybody's trying to be cautious and everybody's watching what someone else is doing because whoever does it has to assume that liability. And that's why I think things are going slow. Uh, there will be shows that will open up in some way, shape, or form, but it's just a matter of of when and how. Uh, I'm a movie fan too. So I, I do miss the theater, but I watched the movie theaters try and figure out like they were trying to like, you know, you can get a movie ticket for like 25 cents or something like that, you know what I mean? But it's still not addressing the problem, you know? And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, one of my favorite directors did, um drop the movie Tenant, and he was like determined to, you know, put this in the theaters, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna catch it on, you know, when it comes to- <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not going right. there, bro. So, it is what it is. Right,
0: right. Uh, fellas, you got anything?
3: Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a two-part question for you. Um, Coming from the physical security side of the house, you know, what what's, what's something that when, you know, when you say you have these celebrities and you're housing them in a the hotel, you know, I know you have to do the preparation of, you know, understanding the hotel schematics and, and, and knowing the ins and outs. Has there ever been a time where you have got pushed back from a hotel and like last minute where, you know, you couldn't have the access that you wanted to have? And, uh, you know, I also noticed, you know, doing the walkthroughs and, and things of that beforehand. Do you do that personally or do you have somebody within the within your team go take care of that to, to you know, view the location, identify the points uh, before you go to that, you know, or have sure. your option where to go?
1: Yeah, it's a combination. So to the last part in terms of who who does it. So we we call that the advance and it's basically trying to get as much information about that. Yeah. See, Pineapple just nailed it. Right. That's uh, out there. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so yeah. You want to get eyes on that and get as much information as possible prior to bringing the VIP in, into that space there. And then, in terms of resistance, I mean, just like everything else, you know, you know, you're going to encounter personalities. And then, you know, I try and tell people, like, I know martial arts, but I do verbal judo way more than I do, you know, uh, you know, hands-on judo. And so it's just overcoming those objections. You know, everybody has a different technique. You know, uh, every person has a different button in terms of what their lever is. And uh, and then it's, you know, it's who your client is. You know, if, if you've got, you know, just starting out, you know, fresh off the block, all these guys a couple of mixtape rapper versus, you know, A-list celebrity, you know, one is gonna, that, that wheel is gonna grease, you know, the access is gonna happen a lot a lot quicker than, than with the other. So it just depends, but it comes with the territory. And um, and in the terms of who does it, you know, sometimes it's just me. Sometimes I have a team. It, it's obviously the more people you have, the more effective you can be. But you know, it really just depends.
0: Uh, we got a question. Um, how long do you feel this will be the new norm based off your experience with nine
1: eleven? Wow, I mean, that's that's heavy. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like this before. So this is something new. But it, you know, using nine eleven as as um, as an analogy, you saw how that changed the world in terms of just you know getting on an airplane. You know what I mean? And so you know how did you know TSA now and 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 all of the things that have happened in terms of um, the authority, the law enforcement had, and etc. And those the powers that the government had, and that while well, horrific didn't affect the globe. This affected the entire world. So so I can't really call it. You know I don't know. What's going to happen, and particularly, you know, I'm, I'm watching a day on the news and it's talking about how cases are going up and you know things haven't changed, and then the winter is supposed to get worse. So, I, I don't know what this is is going to turn into, but I do know that there are some other lessons in the past. So, whether it's you know going back to 9 11 or just taking a look at the other uh epidemics that we've had, and you know, even when everybody talked about the things like the Spanish flu, which you know, which killed so many people, like so, there's other lessons in there, and I remember. This little bit of a tangent, but I was reading about the Spanish flu thing, and there were people there that did like mass protests where they didn't want to wear masks, and they said it was like people taking away their freedoms and stuff like that. So it makes sense why they're doing it right now. You know what I mean? There's no Ain't nothing new you know under the time, right? It's, exactly. There's nothing new, bro. So, um, <laughs> so I I think it's gonna be um, some some you know you, what you say earlier like some dark times, you know, dark cold winter. Like, I, I feel like that's going to happen. Um, and I think there are definitely going to be some changes to people's lives. And there's going to be uh, some changes to what we call our freedoms, you know? And because of that, there's going to be pushback. So it, it's going to be challenging. So I would say we got busier with 9-11 now with the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. So what, what Eric is saying is that You know, because of that, there's a need for people who understand and can take care of things. You know, I'm, I'm, I I do some work in corporate America, and I know that they're like trying to figure out how that they can help their executives because, again, these people, you know, run multi-million dollar companies, billion-dollar companies. You can't afford to have them or the, you know, these key people get sick or affect their stocks, etc. So we do protection work, and that's not just protecting. The physical body that's protecting the brand, you know what I mean? That's protecting the images, all those things. And so, uh, if if you know what you're doing, you can survive this economically.
0: Um, I had a question on the touring side because a lot of this is, is interesting stuff for people who may not know. Uh, so, when it comes to touring, um, obviously, you get a, a list of dates of where, you know, when and where the shows are going to be. Uh, so you you know ahead of time how you have to scope scope out the scene. When it comes to tours, how how early do you like to advance your your the
1: next city before you move on? Yeah, I mean, it, it, as much of the runways I can get, I will take. So that also again depends on the artist. So you know, if it's if it's a smaller band or something like that, versus you know an international act, uh, you get more leeway. Uh, for us. You know, we want to work. I, I try and work closely with the, the booking agent because the agent's going to know this stuff even before the deal, the contract gets signed. So, the more uh, lead way I have, I'm going to make use of all of that time. And then I'm touching base with the venue. I'm touching base with the key people, even if it's six months out. And then I'll periodically reach out to them closer to that. But the great thing is, particularly if you've been in the business for a while, you know, there's only so many venues. So, if you hit it this year with this client and then they drop another album, they come back again next year. You don't have to start from scratch. You've already got these relationships. You know, I've got a folder for you know all of these venues, who the contact people are. And while that might change, you know, and you definitely want to update it and you definitely want to conduct a brand new advance, a lot of that information is the same. I remember um I was in Manchester uh with a client. We did a show there, and right after we left was the uh there was the Manchester bombing. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was uh, Ariada Grande, I think, was doing a, a performance yeah. there, and there and was a bombing. And so, you know, obviously that was really tragic. Um, and I remember we reached out to the security staff, which was, you know, mad cool when we were dealing with them. And, you know, it just, you know, kind of expressed our condolences, and, you know, et cetera. A year later, I was back there with a different client uh, to perform. And it was really close to just the anniversary that you know bad things happen on anniversaries or something but just the connection that we had with the staff there from before they really kind of bent over backwards to make sure that all of the things that we wanted to have in place because of the timing and our concerns were addressed and so i you know again establishing those relationships um, as far out as possible and keeping and maintaining them is important in our business Yo, One I, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not boring like the people that normally watch this show. Because if that's the case, maybe <laughs> Superfly better just jump on the table, drop shit Just whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So you're good. No, no. Yeah, no. Right, cool.
2: Good. You're good. CB, you got something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> cuz you and it was kind of a a perfect leading cuz I wanted to know what would the differences be when you're dealing with clients domestically here compared to if you're doing, you know, st- stuff around the world. Um could be a music act or you know uh, another big name client, but what are the some of the different challenges that you have, you know, going, you know, f- from being in the states being in, you know, other countries around the world?
1: Absolutely. Well, I think the first one is and I don't think it's a secret to anybody you know, VIPs, you know, very important people. They have they have a sense of entitlement. So you think that everything that you can get away with in the United States, because <laughs> you have that entitlement, you can do overseas, <laughs> and that is not true. So it's like educating them that, like, no, we can't do that here. Like that won't fly over here. Um, you know, I, I I remember being in a situation in the uh, the UAE where we were there for a performance and it's a you know beautiful country um and we were in a vip section at this performance and i looked down from the box and i saw um the assistant who had went to go check on the car he was coming back in and i saw one of the security had him kind of hemmed up you know against the wall and you know he's speaking arabic to him in a loud club and i just thought okay he probably just tried to walk up into our section he didn't know who he was i just go down there for 2 seconds and explain it away as I go downstairs, the guy's yelling at him. I'm trying to defuse the situation, and the guy ended up pulling out a badge, of which I knew. Well, okay, uh, things have gotten serious. So, anyway, long story short, what happened was, when the the, the assistant walked outside, he saw uh, a guy fighting with one of the security. And you know, how we do in the states. You know, we like world star. He pulls out the phone <laughs> and starts recording. Well the guy that he thought was security fighting with the guy from the club was actually their undercover uh, drug unit. And it is illegal to record any government officials in the UAE. And so, bro, it turned into like an international incident. Like they wanted to arrest him. You know, they were going to, if if I hadn't have saw them, they were going to put him in and it was an unmarked squad car and just drive away.
4: Can we just and, also take stock of how many hats you worn throughout all these stories you told so far? <laughs> I heard financial advisor, counselor, mentor, public health specialist. And now we're talking about, yeah. what's this, like dipl- I, diplomatic? I was,
1: a, you know? I was a negotiator right there, bro. I'll tell you that one for sure. And uh, <laughs> Because, yeah, they, uh, uh, and, and luckily, you know, again, it's this terrifying. is what I talk about relationship, relationships. Um, one of the guys that I had, actually a student I taught, lived over in UAE. so he's who I was working with at the time, and so he has some relationships, and so they put him in the car and drive away, and we're in the car following them to the police station, uh, and, you know, we spent hours in the police station, uh, basically kind of negotiating his freedom there, and the, and, the, and, the, and the the officer, and this is, the again, a long story to talk about what you said, the officer um, said, hey, if I come to your country, and I run a stop sign, I'm still going to get arrested. I can't say I didn't know that because, you know, the argument was, hey, we didn't know that filming a guy, you know, right. uh, you know, it was, was an offense. And so um, so at the the, the the end of this whole thing, you know, we were there for a few hours and they made him sign a, a, a letter that basically just said that he apologized for doing it. He wouldn't, you know, do these offenses any, any, anymore. And then again, it was—if it happened again, it was like punishable for like ten thousand dollars and a year in jail. And we got on a, a plane like a couple hours later. But uh, you know, and this whole time, you know, I, I've got my client who's at the hotel now. You know, and so you can see how that affected everything. And so, so these are things that um, they don't think about going overseas, and so you really got to educate them. But for that to happen, you've got to educate yourself. So the the paperwork, the workload, understanding like the culture, understanding the nuances, understanding, you know, I always talk about like, yo, I, I wanna know like where to go, but I want to know where not to go. I want the people to tell me like, nah, bro, not that block, not that strip club. You know what I mean? So that's the stuff that you you're only gonna learn from the locals.
4: So is that like the booking agent kind of feeding you that stuff if you're going into like a new market or a new territory? Or like do you have like a set plan for how you're going to go research that area?
1: Um, It's a combination. I mean, I'll get I'll put resource. I'll put information from everywhere. But in terms of vetting that information, making sure that it's accurate. That's got to be somebody that I trust to look at it from a security eye, you know. So that's either some of my staff or somebody that's recommended to me, or somebody in my network. Those types of things. So, so all of that information is great. But again, you think about like the booking agent; they're going to tell you everything is good because they want you to come. Right. You know what I mean? So they're like, "Oh yeah, no problem. These are all my friends, and you know, no big deal." And then there's like fifty dudes in the, you know, the VIP section, right? You know, so, so I, I want that information. I want that rapport, but I've got to have somebody to look at it again fr- from a security perspective. And so it's, man, it's just that that's the power of networking, which is kind of an overused term. But it's really important um, because that these are the things that are going to successfully get you in and out of these situations. You know, I, I might think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm great at all of these tactics and all of that stuff. If you're in the wrong place with the wrong people around you, you need somebody local to be like, "Nah, man, he, he's good.
4: Right. Right.
1: Um, jump to youtube real quick we got
0: um do you have a brand manager on your team how do you handle that aspect and then she follows up with uh how many languages do you speak well, i can tell you the second one i barely
1: speak english so uh <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I have a lot of respect for people that speak uh other languages i just i never mastered it you know what i mean I, never, I don't have that ear for it so i try and pick it up uh now with that said you know i've been the I think I'm on 76 countries now, and you know I've been able to operate it. So I've I've, I've done uh, protection work in six of seven continents. I haven't got to Antarctica yet. I don't know what I would speak if I had to go to Antarctica, but I'm going there just so I can tap it off, check it off the list. But um, but again, but in terms of the brand itself, uh, and, and brand management, you know, it's a combination. So I'm always acutely aware of the client's brand. Uh, I'm I'm aware of my brand. Um and I just try and make sure that I'm not doing anything to damage either of those or let anybody else damage that as well. And so if the client has people in place that will um that are that are sensitive to their brand, that's that's a plus. But the flip side is is uh there are a lot of people, you know, the entourage or something they aren't thinking about the brand. They're thinking about the fun. You know what I mean? Yo, what did I miss? What what, what did Pineapple just say? Yeah. He said uh <laughs> Hand one of your cars
0: getting broken in Paris when your guy's passports getting stolen. That's a huge deal being abroad with no passport.
1: Yeah, bro. They're not trying <laughs> to hear it. You can have all those good <laughs> stories. You know, and, and you guys probably seen that if you ever make any international trips. No matter where you go, like uh customs and immigration, they're not playing, they don't care. Like they, you know, these dudes here, like you know, because they have to deal with you know, people smuggling drugs or terrorists and all of that kind of stuff. So they just automatically it's just nope shut it down. I actually talked my way onto a plane once uh, without a visa to South America. It was an emergency. I, I was with a client and we were able to kind of use that celebrity to to make this happen on this emergency trip. And it was, it was a really serious thing. But when we got off the plane on the other end and they were like, yo, where's your, your visa? And I started doing, the, uh, okay, let me explain. We ended up in a little room in the basement Dude came in with like the white glove or whatever. I mean, it was you know, you know, it was like it was locked up abroad. But you know, we we talked our way out of it or whatever, and ended up getting um, the embassy had to get involved or whatever. But uh, but all I'm just saying is like, is there's no joke overseas. They're not they're not trying to play. I got, um, okay.
3: yeah, I, I got one. It, it's it's a question that uh I, I feel like uh security gets a lot. Um, I used to work for an organization, you know, one of three letter ones. And uh I always used to have an issue when I went to uh, a certain city and I wanted to ask, is there a city that you just really can't stand that just either gives you the business or they <laughs> now I, I mean I can say for me it's Boston. Boston they <laughs> never really, you know, I don't uh, want to but they've never really, you know, embraced us, you know, when we would come and do, you know, the ceremonies and, and try to do the day mm-hmm. before, you know, late work. Um, I know there's got to be a city or two that just, you know, constantly wants to give you just all the hell in the world for you to do your just you just trying to do your job.
1: You know what? I mean, there might be, but I look at it as a challenge, bro. Uh, Like those things. I'm all about overcoming objections. You know what I mean? And that's uh, part of the reason I think I love what I do is because it's it's like a puzzle. And, you you know, if you put the pieces together right, it works. And so when I when I get something like that, I'm just like, all right, how do I crack this nut? How do I figure this out? So a lot of times I interact with, you know, with people who, you know, from a corporate standpoint, you know, whether it's in in politics or, or, again, or in corporations or something like that, and they've got their security teams, they're like, yo, who's the dude with the tattoos on his neck? You know what I mean? So they might automatically start coming in with this barrier up, you know, thinking I'm homeboy security. And then I was like, all right, cool, no problem. And then by the time, we end up interacting, or I figure out what those objections are. We're good to go. We're, we're golden. You know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, there are places where I know I'm automatically going to get friction going in because of the environment. But usually, on the, on the on the back end of that, everything is like taken care of and resolved. So, how
0: do you handle clients that are overly active on social media, and they may put themselves at risk?
1: um I, I i give them examples of 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 how that goes wrong i mean you know what i mean so that that's the biggest way because you you can't you can't tell a client no you can't tell these people like no you can't do that they don't understand that language so all i do is i show them where okay this person did that look how that turned out for them i know you wouldn't do something like that and they're like ah yeah you know um that's the that's the the way that's most effective for me because if I can show them how it affects their pocketbook, they usually listen. You know what I mean? and uh, and and there's a laundry list of that, you know, I mean you guys you you, you can you know check out on the the blogs and um and uh, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So you see when people are putting information out there, and then you see what's happening when people get a hold of that information. And t- today, from a digital space, um, And even in, like, it's going to be worse, too, because of of the pandemic, you have the celebrities that are interacting, right? You have these, you know, that are on social media because they're trying to figure out how to connect with their fans and engage with their fans, particularly now because they can't tour. They're not, the movies aren't coming out as often, you know, all those types of things. So they're trying to engage with them more. And then you have these personalities the people that are on Twitter that, you know, that are on the gram who are reading this stuff and seeing this stuff and thinking that, oh, they're talking right to me. When they say... I love you, like oh they're saying they love me. You know what I mean? Like I'll be at your house tonight. You know what I mean? And so, um, and so, bro, and just jump on TMZ. There's a laundry list. You know, people jumping over fences and ending up in, you know, inside the crib, and you know, and and going to find out who the nanny is, because especially kids, um, or the youth, I should say, they're way more savvy with social media. You know what I mean? And they 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 understand that you can pull a lot of data off of the internet. And you can use that for good. Or you can use that for bad. And so, anyway, to, to your your question though, uh, when those things happen, I just collect all of those things and I send it over to the you know the the client. I send it over to clients' management, the agents, and go, look at this. I know you wouldn't do this because of this. You know what I mean? And um, sometimes it takes a long time to to sink in. But there've been some really big stories, man. I don't have to name any names, but you know. There's some huge stories about these breaches and this 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 information. You know what I mean? A VIP will say, "Hey, I'm here," or "Hey, I've got this jewelry on," or "Hey, this." And then the wolves see that and they're like, "Great, you made it easy for us."
3: That that actually, uh, real quick, let me th- th- that actually jumps into some, like question I even thought about, but like out here in L.A., you know, a lot of things happen. A lot of a lot of celebrities live in a centralized area up in Calabasas, which they just mm-hmm. keep. People ain't gonna get up there. Although it is pretty tough to get in that area because they don't replace. Right. But um, the question I have actually goes from how do you, how would you or what do you say to the celebrity that's about to go on tour that's leaving their compound or their house mm-hmm. unattended? You know, do you give them like yo? Know, maybe you should have somebody sit on the house while you got. Because clearly, are like you said, the whole social part of it. Oh, I'm about to be in such and such. You know, they just mm-hmm. like. Damn, you're gonna be gone for four days. That's plenty of time for me to
1: park up and figure out how to get in your crib, knowing Absolutely. that you definitely got stuff in there for me. Facts. Uh, the short answer is yes. So I, I would recommend security. And then you know the dirty secret is even rich people don't like to spend money. You know, so so the problem is, is that like okay, you'll buy you know uh the Ferrari, but you don't want to spend X amount of dollars on security, right? Um, So what I do is I show them how if you spend, you know, this annually on estate security, right? Somebody to watch your house while we're on tour, that actually can save you money because if somebody breaks into the crib and, you know, they take all your sneakers or, you know, they they hit the safe or they just, you know, post up on social media, you know, uh, lounging in your pool, that damages your brand, right? That makes you a clown. And then nobody wants to buy into your gangster image or whatever that is. You know what I mean? So basically, I showed them the value in that, and uh, and that's definitely um, uh, there's something to be said. So yeah, it's it's a residential detail. It's a great opportunity for people. Again, in my industry, you know, if nobody's touring right now, right? But I've got these skill sets. Why don't I spend that? You know, use those skill sets to you know be at the house. So somebody might call it boring. Other people say this is a great way to you know what I mean exactly get that check how do you handle your clients and their vices (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I think it depends on how you define a a vice you know what i mean um so clients can do whatever that they want to do in terms of what what i will and i won't accept that's on me and um you know I, i i uh I have a training academy, and when we get on the subject of ethics, and I always say that you know you can't you can't teach ethics, and the reason why you can't teach ethics in a public setting is because most people just say the right thing, you know what I mean? So that's not the thing that you might not do. You might do something else, but in a public setting, you're just going to say the right thing. But everybody should have an ethical line, and then they say, okay, at this point here, I'm not I'm not crossing that. And so um, that's what I have. I have this line and say, all right, you know, this is acceptable, this is not acceptable. And what's acceptable for me might not be acceptable for CB, which is fine, you know what I mean? But whatever that is, you should stick to that. And the problem is, is that when you hear, you know, like people in my profession that end up getting in trouble because of something that their client did, it's because it's not something new, the client was always doing it. They were always doing this type of dirt or whatever, you know what I mean? If you say, okay, I'm a bodyguard, and I'm going to be a bodyguard for, you know, one of the Mexican drug cartels, yo, at some point, like, you're going to get popped, and they're going to say, you know, you work for these dudes, you know what I mean? So uh, so if that client is engaged in some behavior that's illegal or whatever, then you have to say, okay, by default, I'm going to be associated with that. Do I want to be associated with that? And then you could scale that to whatever it is you want, you know, whether it's, you know, they hanging out with the chicks and they're married, or, you know, they're really heavy on, you know, the, the perk or whatever that is, you know, it. you you would have your own line, but whatever that is, when, when it gets to a point, you got to walk away. And just like anything, if the money is good, people have a problem walking away because you're walking away from the check. But- there's short-term wins and long-term wins. And I know a, a lot of people in my profession that have, you know, jail time. You know what I mean? You know, you know, lost their professional licenses. All these things because of something that the client did or something that they turned a blind eye to and then later came back to bite them. Now, we've all been
0: to a venue, an event, whether it be boxing, basketball, wrestling, concert. Uh, and we always see that that one that one fan that wants to take <laughs> close or engage. Right. Jump yeah. jump the, the barrier, hop on stage, whatever they do. Yeah. Um, and then you you never after that point, you never see them again. You see them getting escorted behind behind <laughs> the curtain, and you yeah. never see them again. Um what typically goes on behind that that curtain.
1: Yeah, you, you you give the, you give the, you give the, the publicly safe answer. Right? <laughs> now, nah, bro. I mean, you know, um, it, it really just depends on the security's approach. And so, for instance, you know, there's um, if, if, if I'm doing, like, say, a tour or whatever, you know, there's there's the 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 team that I work with, the close protection detail. And then you have the venue security. Right. And so I don't know those guys with the venue security. Um, you know, and most of the time they're trying to be helpful. But if you think about it—if uh, if somebody was like to to jump on stage, I'm looking at that very dispassionately because that's what overexcited fans do, or you know what I mean, or that's what somebody who's drunk does, or that's what you know even if a dude has a problem, I'm still looking at it dispassionately, and basically I want to remove them from the area, uh, and then I want to get back to dealing with my client. That same thing happens, and the guy who's working the venue security might feel like oh. Um, I fucked, I, I'm sorry, I messed up, or, no, I, no, uh, no, or no, yeah, no, I I don't want to no, mess up your no. algorithm or something, you know what I mean? We're trying to get all this streaming money. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the guy might say, I messed up, or he feels embarrassed, and now he wants to put hands on the dude or something. So, so part of what we're doing is having these talks with him ahead of time, and it's just like, yo, if somebody were to get on the stage, first of all, we'll deal with him at that point, and then all I want to do is I hope I'm not giving up too many games for these overexcited fans that want to jump on the stage. But at that point there, I just want them removed out of the venue. Like, you know, if, if, you, if you guys want to get them arrested and do all these other stuff, trespass them, you can do all of that. But all I need you to do is make sure that they're out of this space here so I can get back to dealing with my client. Uh, and the reason for that is is that if I get wrapped up into all of these other things that are happening right then with this individual, what happens if somebody else does something? What happens if somebody else jumps on the stage? And so... So there's that. And then the other thing again is that I'm worried about the my brand, I'm worried about the client's brand. At the point where somebody jumps on the stage and I push them off the stage and they trip and they, you know, break their leg or whatever, they're not gonna mention my name in the newspaper. They're gonna mention the client's name in the newspaper, you know what I mean? And so even though I was doing the right thing, the client still got negative publicity about it, and you might end up you know, sit on the bench because of that. So all of those pieces are, are important to us. uh, And we got to make sure that we're paying attention to. uh, And so, so yeah, remember I talked about a prevention piece. If we can set it up so that, you know, that those, those, we we, we call them concentric rings of security. If we got, if we got the perimeter set up and the, the barricade set up and the security on point that's in the pit, that person should never be able to get on the stage in the first place. If they've got on the stage, we, we got a bigger problem anyway, you know? And so I'm not going to make that problem worse by knocking them out, you know? I could knock them out, but I'm not going to knock them out, you know what I mean? Don't
4: get it twisted.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. It's not all diplomacy, but.
2: That's when the physical judo comes out.
1: <laughs> right, I, I've, I've I have
0: one more question, but fellas, you guys have any any more before we we phase into the next next part?
3: Now nah, we better transition because you know the security game is is interesting. Yeah, yeah. so my, my, last, <laughs> hours, right? my,
0: my last my last question is super super easy. Um, yeah. It is um, like when you're on tour, say you're a physically fit person, and meals mm-hmm. matter to you. Like yeah. how how are you planning your meals and like? your nutrition that you
1: that you want to get, or workouts, too. Facts. No. I mean, the biggest piece is, bro, is you got to have self-discipline. And and the reason is, is because, you know, I hate to say this, but it, take a look at, like, law enforcement, right? You know, these guys go to the police academy, and they're fit, and they're in shape or whatever, you know, and they're ready, right? And then they're on the force for, you know, a few years, and they just sit in a squad car, and, you know, they get those sandwiches or whatever, and they just get bigger and bigger and bigger, Right. They still got the same job to do, you know, but that it, it became easier, you know what I mean? You kind of lose that edge. And so the same thing with touring. So in touring, once you end up in that routine, then all of a sudden that, you know, he's like, oh, I, I got this. And then, you, don't, you know, I'm going to sleep in because I'm tired, so I'm not going to go to the gym. Um, you know, we got craft services, and you got catering at every stop, right? So you got all the food that you want. So of course it's easier to eat the pizza than it is to, you know, to grab a salad. So that that self discipline is important, and um, and I really try to make it a priority on my end because I've been in the game for a while, so I'm getting older. The young guys are in here, you know; those are my competition in a sense. You know what I mean? Because you know you're not going to get rid of me that easy, you know. And so I got to make sure that I, I optimize. And so, um, uh, so yeah, the the it, it, it's the self discipline. It's 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 being tired, but make sure you get out of bed enough time to to hit the gym or. At the end of the night, before you go to bed, you know, you hit the gym. It's staying away from the easy stuff, like the, you know, the, the pizzas and and you know all the sugar and the drinks. All that's easy. Particularly touring is bad, but what's worse is at the studio, because at the recording studio, if once I get the client there, I'm not doing anything. You know what I mean? So you're just sitting, waiting for them to be done. In most circumstances, you know, uh, so you still got to be on point, but everything is downshifted. And then again you at the studio, eight hours, you know, 10 hours, 12 hours. You're doing recorded for a week, a month, you know. I worked on an album, the choir recorded for six months straight. So you know what I mean? So at that point there, you can think about it. Like, if you don't have that drive and all of these amenities are at your disposal, you know, you walk out of there and you're like, man, bro, I, you know, I, I went up three pant sizes. So it, it's the self-discipline part. Okay. Uh as we transition, we wanna
0: we wanna thank Elijah Shaw for joining us for our Black thank you guys, man. I did, I did a lot of talk amazing. Appreciate your time. <laughs> appreciate it. Look, dropped a lot of gems and jewels. And appreciate your time. Uh, so I gave you some homework. Uh we asked all of our our guests these two questions. Top three movies okay, of all, all time. Yeah, yeah. Top three albums of all times. Uh sure. so let's start with the movies and then we'll go to the
1: albums. All right so top three movies um so my favorite movie see i need to know what other people's answers were so i don't be too crazy but no, my no. favorite movie is my favorite movie is star wars so like
4: dope
1: so, anybody else oh, yeah yeah, yeah I, just, so. I just
4: finished up the skywalker series
1: <laughs> oh yeah 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 so my, my 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 favorite movie is star wars my second favorite movie is the godfather and my third favorite movie gets a little bit more obscure so it's a movie called blue velvet the director's name is David Lynch, he's one of my favorite directors, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kinda out there, Yeah, you guys might know, it. yeah. So uh, so yeah, so it was my top three movies or whatever. Uh, I, I went to film school actually, and um, I went to film school thinking like, all right, cool, I'm gonna make the next Star Wars. I didn't, but I went there thinking I was gonna make the next Star Wars, it just didn't happen, bro. <laughs> all right.
2: Okay, and so then, what's the next uh, one now?
1: Uh, oh, albums, albums, so. The uh, uh, illmatic, ready to die, get rich or die try. I'm like a Walker right. stereotype. Right. Like I should be. I could talk about like Nina Simone <laughs> and John um, <Ty> Coltrane. <laughs> I really can. I like all of those as well. But 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 damn, I definitely just all right. Well, I mean, yeah. if those are if we did top ten, I would have gave you a much more diverse list. But. <laughs> That's awesome. It's hard
4: with three, man. You just can't pick. It's
1: I know right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to trip you up. All right. So this is
0: oh which is it just the Godfather one? Was that is that the Godfather? Well, well to tell
1: you the truth, like so I have to cheat when I do this. Uh, I love the the first uh three the original three movies of Star Wars as a whole, and I take I do the same thing with The Godfather. I take all three of them as a whole. So like okay. to me, they're all just one one big movie. It's the same way I think about like Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. I'm with that.
0: So now this is the segment. Is it Dussy? E? So E Rich is going to give us something that may be picking his brain, okay. uh, and and he's going to state it, and then you know we can comment on it. So yeah. he just give us the is it Dussy? E?
3: All right. Uh, so I know Pops is already gearing up to probably drop a comment that he's going to cuss at me after I say what I'm about to say. Um, but uh, again. You know, uh, I struggled this week, um, like I always do. I try to come up with something that I truly believe in that y'all probably just don't really want to say. Uh, but this week, we're going to go with uh, hands down. And again, I'll, 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 I'll say it. Do not come for me. Don't at me on my on my page or on the fellas' page or nothing like that. Um, the best juice ever and has been consistent from a kid to now as an adult, even though I shouldn't be drinking it and I don't drink it because I'm on the health five days a week, is the Arizona I C is the best juice out there on the market. <laughs> <laughs> say something. Say something. And I, and I, and I guarantee you I'll rebuttal the hell out of it. I promise you.
1: Can, can it, I start, start this? Start go for it. it go Please. for it. Please, yo, that's not juice. <laughs> <laughs> how was how the best juice not juice? I don't understand that.
4: Yeah, how much juice is in Arizona? Like,
1: <laughs> like,
3: <for> like <laughs> y'all asking for schematics? I asking for me to read
4: back the, the statistics right.
3: Listen, <laughs> re- listen Arizona ice tea has been the same. Like, it's been ninety nine cents since. 1992 says 2020 is still the same. 99 said it never failed us, not at all. All I'm saying
4: you is that- Arizona iced tea is juice, though. Like it says ice tea in the title.
1: <laughs> I don't even think it's iced tea. But- right. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sugary
2: substance in a bottle. Iced yeah. tea flavored products
1: Exactly. <laughs> but look,
3: trust me. There, there's plenty others I could have gone with. You know that. There's the the Hood legend the Tampico which again you drink that that's that's an automatic you just insulin, just ready to get pumped into the veins. You know, you got the Simply products which
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Simply
3: good, but they trash the Ocean Spray which I again when we were kids was good, but now I don't even know. That's strictly sugar just mixed up and it just dilutes. That's all that is. That Arizona Icy, hands down for the win, 7-Eleven, you go cop it, 99 cent. Cleo, you know what's up. You used to get on when we, were, when we, was, when we would be at the field and we you would get a beef jerky. Pause.
4: You risk your bullying you into getting an Arizona iced tea. Get your iced tea. <laughs> look, as long as you didn't
0: say uh Hawaiian punch was the best, look, like, whatever. Man, the Arizona iced tea is okay. It's not the, the best, but yeah, whatever.
4: That's how I know I'm old and washed, because I'm like, I can't even remember the last time I had juice. Like I've been, I've been on water heavy. I'm
3: old good man. man. Good
4: and man. And good man. Right.
3: <laughs> I didn't say I was. I, didn't, I was consuming the Arizona ice tea. Yeah, tea. I
4: feel you. Right.
3: But because yeah, I would say I would say automatic. Now, if you want to get to to the older time, we'd be on some some old man. Let me tell you the best water
4: out. there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be having a battle. A fight up. about some water, right?
2: Right. Ah. Uh. <laughs>
0: All right, now my favorite part—shoes. uh So this is where we—it's our shoe segment, uh, and then we out of here. So. Uh we normally start with the copper drop for the week. So CB, go ahead and give us these uh, these particulars on the copper drop.
2: So uh went with a little bit of a different strategy this week. Um, because I mean the, the Kobe 5 Pro Tro is a model that we've talked about before. Most of us are fans of it. This specific drop is special because these are the Bruce Lee and alternate Bruce Lee colorways, which um, was a, you know one of the most famous Kobe 5 uh, colorways of all time uh, back in the day. And so obviously we're getting them here with the updated technology. These are dropping on the 24th, which is a Tuesday because that's the week of uh, Thanksgiving. Obviously we're not going to have a show on Thanksgiving. And next week we're doing our cross promo week So I wanted to make sure that we got these in to talk about beforehand. So instead of it being just, would you cop them? Would you drop them? I think most of us probably would agree that we like these. So which of the colorways do you like better? Do you like the white alternate or do you like the tradition, like the original more black and yellow?
3: Bruce Lee all the way. You got to go with, you got to go with what the, you already know, I mean, being out here in LA, but the uh, super Kobe fan, but that Bruce Lee, uh, that, when he started doing that, that was a wrap. Because, right. again, Yeah, that mindset and just how it how it rocks, man. That that's that's a shoe again that you can wear on the court, but more so you can rock that on a regular basis. And people gonna be like, "That's a tough shoe you got there."
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Pops wouldn't like any of Roy's reviews. <laughs> Roya says everything is cute.
0: Right. Um, for me, uh, I think the traditional Bruce Lee's, uh, just, I love that colorway. It mm-hmm. probably won't get as, as dirty as the white and blacks, but that colorway for sure if um, if I had my choice. Elijah, what about you?
1: Yeesh. Uh, I'm probably going to say the Bruce Lee's just because I just watched um, Kill Bill.
4: Yeah. They, she,
1: had, they had, she had the whole Bruce Lee outfit on. So I was just like, oh, yep. that was fire. So,
4: with the, with the Tigers I, 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 on. I,
1: yeah, I would probably say that.
4: Okay. Superfly? I'm actually, I actually like the black and white joints. They remind me of the original LeBron's. Nice. Uh,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. I was, I was about to change my mind, but I'm sticking to the yeah. yellow and black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, for the soul, uh, who's up first? Because I know. I know everybody's itching. Uh, so, Elijah, we'll give you the option. You want to go first or last? Last? I don't show.
1: even know what it is, so
0: I'm going last. When, we, when you pull out the shoe that you want to spotlight in. Oh, I got and, you. I'll
1: go last. you got it. I got it. Okay. I want to see how you present.
4: Okay, since I got I, you. Since I'm already up, I might as well just go ahead and, and show my, my dusty boxes. I'm i'm Ooh. Ooh. for that. And I don't even know, like, <laughs> if I pull these out already for the show. I might have. So you can call, feel free to call me out. I don't remember, <laughs> but uh, we'll break out of the classic
0: nice, nice, Ooh. okay. Sixes
4: yeah. with the
0: that was a classic, yeah, all the way.
4: Can't go wrong with these.
0: Nope, nope. Was that uh, the, the, the recent release or those? Yeah, it's uh... not the
4: Nike Air ones, it's the uh. Got Got the jump. 2014,
1: okay. 2013, 2014 when they came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your
0: comment section's on fire.
3: Hey, That's
0: what they do. That's what they do. That's what do. <laughs> so, uh, You up?
3: I'll go ahead and go next. Uh, in honor of the uh, the L that we uh, that all of us took on, uh, what was that, uh, yesterday. We were <laughs> Damn. Together. We was
4: on it too, man. All
3: right. We were literally <laughs> texting each other. And all of a sudden, the members Nike app hit with the notification of the 11 Jubilees. And all of us ran and got on there. And one by one, we just came back with the... <laughs> the crying emojis. The, we didn't get. It. So, in honor of the,
4: 11, I know where you're going already.
3: I'm gonna go with not not just of course, Pops. We uh, you ain't never took it. Yeah, ever.
2: that's not fair.
3: It's, we not you not part <laughs> of the conversation. But in honor of the 11s, not just I'm not gonna hit you with the breads. I made you with a, a pair that I have yet to put my foot in that I had to get, and it's the 72 and tens. Hey.
4: yeah like, nice the closest thing that we probably gonna get
3: to the jubilees the 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 way, the all black again this
2: nice can't go wrong nice. can't go
3: okay. wrong with it. okay had to had to do it still gonna put them back and uh admire them in front of the box because the ones that come out in december we're not getting those either with the general release
4: right no right. way i'm getting them Good. You get into existence,
3: <laughs> you right. CB.
4: You
0: want up or me? I go. Uh, I can go. I go. I'll
2: go. You got... All right.
0: All right. So this one, this this story, this shoe has a, a story to it that I, I'm just kind of realizing. Me and my pops was talking, so we'll, we'll we'll go with that first. And y'all know I wear a size 12, right? But pops had these at he brought these home one day. Right, size so thirteen. I might mean, I wear twelve. I think the, the owner of this box originally gave it to pops because we was just hanging around the house because they wear thirteen. Um, so it's these right here, and I got these years Ooh. ago, and i I was sitting on. I had I, I and two and two together. Yeah. So these the original cool gray eleven lows, and I, I mean I've only worn them a couple of times. That yellow, he has got the old how to. Probably can't see how that bottom gets that that milky little dirty yeah. yellow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The cereal yeah. milk.
0: There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, not nothing new, but just something that's in the collection since that's what for the soul is all about.
2: Those are clean? That is what it's all about. So I'll switch it up and I'll go with something a little bit more new. There you go. Got the. So we we caught the L on sneakers yesterday, but these were not an L. Go.
0: Hey. Uh,
2: hey. The dark mocha hey. ones. Yes. Uh, when I got the email that says your PayPal credit uh, <laughs> new purchase, <laughs> I knew it was time to celebrate. Oh, it's one of those things where I was so happy I was spending money. Like these joints are <laughs> these joints are great in hand. So, um, hey, are you
4: having more luck with PayPal versus like a credit card or anything st- like that? Do you find?
2: So kind of wild story. Um, I use PayPal for almost everything that I can. Um, and it actually came in handy when, uh, last Christmas, Kaleo, you'll remember this. Um, I had a StockX purchase that I didn't make. I got a notification about like some Travis Scott sweater that I did not buy. Um, was (laughs) purchased, like my, my bid got accepted. And then it said within literally like five minutes, um, like the package was on its way to be authenticated, which anyone who's bought anything off of StockX knows that that doesn't happen that fast. So you can't even get in touch with a customer service person at StockX because they do everything electronically. Everything's through email. So I had reached out to PayPal uh, since it had been a, since that's what's linked to my StockX, told, you know, gave them the whole rundown. They on their end, canceled all the purchase and did all that stuff, gave me the peace of mind upfront before even StockX was able to reach back out to me. So it was one of those things that like, I try to use it um, when I can, um, mostly because I'm using the PayPal credit. And that way, if it's not being linked directly to my bank account, because then in that same transaction where I was being frauded, the next purchase, they tried to pay buy a $10,000 pair of dunks. And fortunately, I already had some purchases on there. So that didn't go through. Yeah. Uh, but if that was just my checking account, like uh, or is, if it was connected to my savings, like I would have been screwed. So it was one of those things where it's it's worked out.
4: Yeah. That's one of the <laughs> sneakers is, is letting the PayPal in a little bit easier or something like that. But
2: I don't know. You know. Um, but I have it. It's already like pre set up on, exactly. on there. So all I'm doing is entering in my, cause I do a do authentic, uh, like double authentication password right. at this point. Um, so, you know, every, every sneaker sneakers drop, I'm literally in there. I'm pressing by, I'm putting my password in and then I'm, you know, sitting there waiting for my PayPal email. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, we got a, a dial in for the, for the soul. So, oh, this is this is from Pops.
2: Come on, man.
0: <laughs> you can't be, you can't be
4: doing this, right?
0: Turbo you know? <laughs> green ones,
4: uh, regular
0: green ones, no oh, okay. lace, never worn. Of course, uh, yeah. And, and I look, these things I remember when they came, I looked these things, these things are flipping on StockX, they are for almost like 1500 bucks. Very limited release for those. Uh, all right, let's see. Guest of honor.
1: So oh, you kind of I mean, got the
0: rhythm going
1: now. Yeah, but you, you guys had like a whole presentation. I didn't know I needed to bring the box out or anything. <laughs> you don't have
2: to do. That. You don't get.
1: And then there was no, a whole lot. Of, there was a there was a whole lot of Nike love over here. So I'm like, oh man, do what you got to um, do. So I don't know. I mean, again, you guys may be a little biased or whatever, but I don't know if you know about this sneaker here. Ooh, so, I knew. That. Yeah. yeah, you, you knew it <laughs> was coming. So this is this, this is the this is the RS Dreamer uh, Puma. Um, nice. So nice. yeah, so, so I like. I'm, I know you guys are like sneakerheads, so I'm not really a sneaker, but I, I do have a, a a shoe collection. You know what I mean? Right. And I really I like the shoe. So anyway, I got this one, and then <clears throat> the Concrete Jungle version of it right here. And no and one has then, brought those uh, on the show yet. So you. Nope. Got- exactly. All right, and then Ooh. we got
4: uh,
1: those are the ones. Oh. in
4: my language. Laundry.
1: Hello. I don't know how y'all do it out here. You gotta make sure. They, it, it's how y'all do it out here, right? I gotta make sure I'm hooked. <laughs> no. no. It's literally the first time in my life I've done that. So let's go. <laughs> Perfect.
4: Well done. Uh,
1: well done. Well done. Um. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Let's get let's get back to business real quick. Uh, so for lot sneaker sneakerheads out there. Um, look, here, here it is again. Reach out to here 196 I think we got a, a couple of segments, uh, a couple of slots left for this project we're working on. Uh, Nike and Jordan brand for this project right here. So reach out and email my pops. Let them know what you're trying to feature uh, in this project. And uh, let's make it happen. So I want to thank again Elijah Shaw for Sitting in with us tonight for our Black uh, Business Series interview as, as we wrap up. Yo, it was um, fun, guys. I appreciate that. I appreciate you plug your stuff real quick because you got you got some some big things happening. Let us know. Now, you, now you dropped it, bro. Like the, the,
1: you know, the, the thing I like to try to talk about is is the book because there's people that always hit me and they're interested in the profession. Um You know, and you know, I, I try and respond back when I can or whatever, but you know, I, I do a lot in, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of busy, but. There's some jewels in the book, An Introduction to Celebrity Protection and Touring. And then also, we just released it in an audio book. And so it's it's on Audible, iTunes, uh, uh, Google Play, all of those joints. And so even if you don't want to. No. Oh,
2: no. You're Oh,
4: no. Did
0: you
1: freeze?
2: At the very end? Oh, man. There you go. There you Keep Keep back. Get back,
1: get back, get back. I don't know what the last thing you heard, but I, but you can pick up the book on Audible if, if you're interested in that um, or, you know, Google, Apple, um, all of those spots there. So that that would be the big thing. So anyone who's interested in the thing, you can do that. And you can also try and reach me on the socials. Uh, I'm on all those things, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, so uh, LinkedIn. So feel free to hit me up and, and I try and respond back if I can. But I enjoyed the show, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: I appreciate it. And look, as a personal thank you. Look, you, you've you put me and my family in some good, some big positions over the past wow. few years. And I, I want, look, I want my heart go, thank you very much. No, bro. Come on, us.
1: Your family, my, look, bro, anytime.
0: Public platform, I had to say. So everybody that's watching knows how much I appreciate one, you won nice. you doing the show and then how much
1: over the years you put me in some big positions. And it, it's, uh, it's nothing, bro. I'm I'm right. I'm glad I'm glad we have a relationship and uh and and again I dig this that you guys are doing or whatever. I want to see it grow and succeed or whatever, so I'll keep tuning in. All right, let's do it. All right, All right. Thank you. Thank you everybody for watching uh
0: live on YouTube, Facebook. Uh it was a, it was a big show tonight. Uh, Elijah gave us some, some good insight on a lot of things. Uh next week when we're switching up the roles a little bit, CB and uh E Rich are gonna go join the Hot Tea Podcast next week. Um and the, the episode will come out Thursday in the, in the day for you to listen and then Eric and Dave, from hot seed are going to come over and join me and Superfly and we're just going to have a little mashup show and just make it happen so that's all Hello. we got I want to thank everybody for watching again hang on in the room while we end this live Elijah and that's it y'all we are something else Peace Hello.